Most people hold the belief that working a 9-to-5 job until they retire is the only substantial way to live in order to be comfortable or productive in our world. Your host, Julian Giselle, will dive deep into these alternative avant-garde lifestyles and way to shed light on how it can be, not how society thinks it must be. On this podcast, we explore those who defy the societal expectation, from freelancers, entrepreneurs, nomads, artists, really anyone who chooses how they live. What's up, what's up, what's up? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> back from hibernation. <laughs> hey, 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 it's fat jizzy. <laughs> <laughs> I feel hey, like hey, hey, it's fat Jesse and Jay. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. It's Friday night. Um, having a wild Friday night. Probably gonna. I made some pulled chicken with almond flour tacos, and um, I just had almond flour. This this is a single. Bro- the siete tortillas yeah they're so fucking expensive they're like ten dollars i know i got mine at costco so this is like i get so excited about going to costco my friend griselda who we we know you have a lot of beef with her name um i think it's just you know what i'm not gonna say anything it's fine. She's going to listen later. So <laughs> I know <laughs> this, is where, this is where I'm at in life. Like I, I love hanging out with people, but hanging out on weeknights are really hard for me with my job. So when I do, I feel like I have to either like do nothing with them. Like I can't just go out on a weeknight or I have to do something productive. So I asked her, I was like, yeah, like, I know she asked me to hang out earlier this week last week and I was like yeah like let's do it after work or she suggested after work so we decided on Wednesday night and I was like yeah you know is it weird is it lame if we literally go to Costco (laughs) because I love that yeah and we had a little Costco date so it was great and I got those siete tortillas and then I got this we got this bougie ass salmon like a bunch of different types of smoked salmon and we haven't we both haven't eaten them yet. We've been just talking about it for the past three days at work, and I still haven't eaten it. But as I'm drinking Wait, this beverage right now, it smells like the salmon. Like I think it's permeating through all of my. Yeah, food. well, you can't have salmon in your refrigerator for days. You know that, right? You have to like eat it. It's smoked. Oh, yeah. So it should be okay as long as I like don't open it, but it still smells. So <laughs> I'm sure your cat loves that, but I that's very me what you did like being like let's do something productive like I have all these things I need to do yeah um, I've been it, trying to do that on the weekends too more to like not just waste my weekends doing well I'm tr- trying to be the opposite of you and like do more during the week because I can be so regimented but I do get that when you're like work is demanding and you're like I literally like all I have time to do is work out and work but yeah um after coming back well First, we should say our pot. This is our podcast. Oh yeah! So this is our podcast, living but differently, um, where we explore avant-garde lifestyles of people who beat the social norm of just living and working a nine-to-five. Uh, um, no people that would like to be on our show. We've inter. We've already interviewed 
a handful of different people from all over the world, like photographers, videographers, artists, models, bakers, brew house, anything. Yeah. They run the gamut. Um, but yeah, today it's just going to be us. And we were on a little break because I was in Europe for a couple weeks or two weeks. And Julia had her was focusing on her first art show, which we'll get into. Um, but yeah, coming back from Europe, I'm just like, I need to like, enjoy life more. Um, the first week back, I was like, I'm with so many deadlines and people are slacking me so much. I'm like, whatever, life is great. And <laughs> still on that high. I'm still on the high. And like, <laughs> I feel like I'm starting to lose it a little bit. Um, and I don't want to lose it. Also just walking. Like I was walking like 10 miles a day and you burn so many calories walking and it's just so relaxing and walkable cities, man. They make people's lives a lot better because if you're walking, able, able to walk to work instead of a 30 minute commute or hour commute, like people have sometimes it definitely affects your mental state I actually had my parking spot moved from like directly to my office to a little bit of a walk to this parking garage and as much as it's annoying sometimes running late racing to the garage only to have to walk another 10 minutes it does help I think reset my or just start my day out or reset it if I'm leaving yeah. I think having that sort of like, like I hate when the more, if I have to work out in the afternoon, for example, like I hate just like rolling out of bed and then being like, okay, work. I think it's so important to have that, you know. Because you're a morning workout person, right? Yeah. 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 I've started to work out. You'd be proud of me. Um, Like two, at least twice a week on for mornings. That's awesome. So, but I do have something to tell the class. Yeah. Oh, and I want to hear about Europe. So, yeah, we can, we'll get into all that. But today we did one rep maxes for deadlifts and I did 255. And I think I had like 25 pounds more in me. But that's so good. I don't even like I know guys that work out regularly that cannot lift that. (laughs) I used a belt today for the first time and I was like, yeah, that's good. It changes like everything. Um, so just gonna pat myself on the back. Yeah, no, you earned it. That's awesome. I think it's so fulfilling when you reset your one rep max, but then it just makes you so hungry for more. I know. I recently squatted for the first time in forever last weekend. I had a very wholesome weekend last weekend too. Woke up, played spike ball with friends, but bike to spike ball, bike back right to the gym, went to the gym and squatted. And as long as I can squat more than my body weight, I'm happy. That's good. Because I haven't squatted in so long. But now that I've started again, I'm like, okay, I need to get back into my one rep, my old one rep max. And like, it's such a fine balance because I don't know if I need to do one rep maxes anymore, if that makes sense. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, I'm like not interested in, but I want to at the same time. No, I get it. Like for me, I'm like, like deadlifts don't scare me. Squats scare me. Uh, it's what we did. I did 
I did 185 on Monday and I probably could do more, but I get in my head. And then there, there was this girl at my gym who I was so shocked. She just, she like someone was, this person who was spotting her wasn't doing a good job. This girl goes down and the bar goes over her head and mm-hmm. I'm watching the entire thing. It just I mean it goes over her head. Like she's squatting. She falls forward and the bar goes over her head. Oh, oh my gosh. It's supposed to roll back. <laughs> I know. And, and then I, I got furious, like, un, like unrationally angry at her. <laughs> and I was just like, well, like, why would she, when you fail, you're supposed to like roll under the bar. And, and she like, was like, yeah, no, you're supposed to just like drop it. Like you're not supposed to put yeah. let it go over your head and I like I it was like slow motion I was like holy shit I'm gonna watch this girl break her neck and oh. so after that I was like I'm good like I'm good at 185 like this is good for me my friend Audrey did like basically 200 but I was like I'm tapped yeah. out and okay. just like she was so lucky and then I like, went on Instagram and I saw like videos of people like doing that and like it getting like stuck stuck on their neck like it's so dangerous and she and then she like gets up and she's like I always do that. Like I always feel forward. I'm like, girl, that's not silly. I did so silly. I have all this weight on my neck. I'm like, I always do this. Like, oh my god. Oh my god. (laughs) It wasn't. It was a lot of weight too, and I was just so angry. I feel like it's way easier to let it roll off your back. To just be like, ah. Well, it's almost like that's bad. Um, what is the word? As humans, you want to like do everything you can to uh, protect yourself. So that so her instinct of going forward, I'm like, that's not good. It doesn't seem like an instinct, though. Like, do you think it is an instinct? Well, she probably just wouldn't off your neck. (laughs) Like (laughs) in early in early times, she's like someone who would have been like, I'm gonna run towards the lion. (laughs) Yeah. You Sounds know? like uh, her instincts need some help. <laughs> yeah, that's, like that's uh, so cool that like you're around people that do that. I think it's always that, great. that yeah. almost kill themselves. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it makes me feel better about myself. I'm like, at least I'm not doing that. You know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, anyway how, how was your app? <laughs> It was really great. I got to see our mutual friend, Lauren, who's getting her PhD in Vienna. And I got to hang out with a lot <laughs> of you. How was, yeah. How young was, how was Lauren doing? Lauren Coke, shout out. Shout out, Lauren. Um, it was really, really fun. It was great to see her. I hadn't seen her in a long time. She basically just made me a like a, a student I just hung out with a whole bunch of students went to they have all these different societies which I don't really understand I went and to like this goes to school in Vienna like is yeah it, is school in Vienna different than or university different well I mean she they really look up to her because Lauren's very smart and also very pretty and then and she's getting her PhD so they're all getting their master's and they're like oh my god like oh, Lauren's getting her I PhD realized that she was with like master's students yeah so she's like, follow the same track, kind of, or they're just all together. But like Lauren's doing like her own thing. Um, That's cool. And they have all these different societies, like a wine society and 
they is she part of that of course she yes is. she is <laughs> and how they fund the different societies is they have like parties that you have to pay to go to um so they were like getting ready for a halloween one which i didn't get to go to because i went to go meet up with my mom and sister in florence but i did go to a party <laughs> like a mansion party of this girl from Vienna and the house was like very modern and cool. And then in the backyard, there was this old house and I met a guy and I was like, let's go in the backyard and like hang out and talk and let's make out. <laughs> we went. I'm American. There was, okay. So there was some American students there and there was one girl that was so annoyed. She was like, I'm from California, like bumfuck California. But she was really, but I was like, you sound like you're from the Midwest. And then later on, she's, she was from the Midwest. She, that's where she was raised. Oh, so she just, oh, okay. So she, she was, was like, raised? I'm from California too. I was like, girl, you don't sound like anybody. <laughs> and she's like, well, actually, it was like, um, maybe Missouri, something like, it's not the Midwest. I don't know. You're like, I'm from Pasadena. <laughs> where are you from? <laughs> where, where are you from? Um, but so we go out and the, like walk, they had like gardens. We're like walking the gardens and there was a trampoline. So I was like, let me, let's go on the trampoline. And he's bigger than me, obviously. Well, maybe not obviously. Big dizzy. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, big dizzy. Um, and so he like jumps up and then I fall, obviously. Oh, so he double bounced too? Yeah. And I, was I did like, that a few months ago in Vermont. And it was the best feeling being back on a trampoline. It unlocked it's so child. Fun. Yeah. It's, it's great exercise, but I was a little drunk, so I could barely stand up. You can burn and- a lot of calories. <laughs> and then we go back and Warren's like freaking out. She's like, where is Giselle? Because we're like out there for like an hour. And then we walk back up and they're like, what? I was wearing white pants. Like, what is on your pants? And it looked like there was shit. Like all over my white pants in the front. And I don't know what it was. It was like something on the trampoline. And it was like rust. Um, so I'm like in this party with like shit on my pants. Mm, pooped your pants at the party. I know. And it didn't come out. I had to throw them away. But um, no. unfortunately, how the story ends, I, I probably can't say on the podcast, but between me and you, it was very. Oh. It's very funny. Um, but then I went to Florence and I'm out with my sister, uh, and my mom. We've never done a trip like this together. So that was really great. I went on a, did I tell you this? I went on a date with an Italian guy who was like the sweetest person I've ever met. Yeah. I mean, I think Italian guys are usually very, uh, very sweet. Mm, no, I, I wouldn't say so because I matched with this guy on Bumble and I think I should read the text messages who's the Italian I I met an Italian guy when I was abroad brief or I was talking to one like briefly when I was abroad and he was very sweet and respectful too and it reminded me of your story but yeah tell me yeah so that guy was very sweet he was just concerned about just so genuine and just wanted me my mom and sister to have um a really good time and he recommended like the best local places and we had a really good date um I almost went to Turkey with him but decided I should probably keep my job uh save Turkey for me (laughs) but this guy are you sending me a picture of him no no I'm just gonna read a little bit of what this guy said to me oh okay Uh, name Nicholas let's 
Nikolai. He says, let's meet tonight. Let's meet now. We break the ice. I want to come visit in America, visit you in America. I can take a bottle of wine, chat on Instagram, and I can meet anywhere. Can we meet now? Can we meet? Wait, is he just, is this all like things that he's saying and you're not? And I haven't even replied. He's just like, what? Yeah. See, I would never, this is before you met him. Yes. And then later on, he's like, no, if someone was saying shit like that to me, I would never would meet up with them. Yeah. It's like, yeah, man, I'm going to go meet up with you. I want to come meet you in America. <laughs> like, and then he was like, are you from LA? I'm half Italian. Hey, babe, you there? Let's have a glass of wine. Some spicy, some spicy talk. And I was like, no, no not responding to that. Um. So yeah, I think you get like a mixture of like really nice. This is, I mean, obviously this is a generalization, but just like really nice, sweet guys. And then you, then you get that too, you know? So this wasn't the guy that you went on a date on. Oh my God, Julia. I'm not crazy. <laughs> okay. I thought for No, the guy I went on a date with, yeah, he was so respectful. He was even like, because we only went on one date and he wanted to hang out again, but he was like, I know that your priority is hanging out with your family here. And like, I totally get that. Yeah. We worked out together. I went to the coolest little Italian Aww. gym. It was so big and had like a little courtyard. And because I was in Florence for a really long time. So I just got very comfortable. I fucking love it. I can't wait to go back. Um, but yeah, he's getting, he's in his residency. So he's a very nice, Ooh. nice young man. You're not not that young, but um, that's so so cute though. And it also when I think when you have encounters like that, even when you're just casually dating and just meeting people for fun, it reassures you that like I remember you saying this like he was just a really nice guy, and like it's just nice to have those experiences. It gives you like hope in the way where you're like, oh, even though like this obviously was never gonna be a long term thing, like it's just enjoyable to 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 meet like candid people i guess yeah who really don't even just want anything from you just want to just like for however short it is just enjoy uh your company and yeah i totally agree it's nice yeah i had a similar kind of experience but not really when i was in the azores with the guy that was from italy and i never met him but i was like talking to him obviously on the apps i was like oh let's see the old these portuguese men and so like i was traveling alone like and i was in this little village and this italian man was like messaging me and he was telling me that he like was he was like oh like let's he's like have you been here here and here yet and i'm like oh yeah like he's like let's he's like i'll rent a car pick you up and we can go hiking and i was like that sounds really nice honestly <laughs> because i've been hiking every day by myself yeah so be nice to like have somebody to just hike with I guess and talk about our different lives but it didn't end up happening and I think I ended up canceling on him and it was kind of like a a circumstance where I was like I'm finally traveling alone and doing all this stuff for me and it was a big point of growth to be alone in a country like or actually in a in on an island in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean and have that independence. So I was like, you know what? I think I'm good by myself, but thank you. And he was like really sweet about it and was just like, well, I hope that you enjoy like your day, like have a lovely time like on the island um, and let me know if you have, he offered for a ride 
to drive me to the airport. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, like, I went home. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, you're so sweet. I know. It's really nice. You just could have killed like, me. I mean, we, we never, we'll never know, but yeah. I mean, yeah, it could have gone either way. <laughs> it could have been sex trafficked or you could have met the love of your life, but it doesn't matter, you know? exactly it was a pleasant experience (laughs) well speaking you know that today's uh 11 11 and then it's 22 like 11 11 (laughs) you add it together it's 22 oh oh my god you're you're all into this woo woo stuff it's two 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 right no it's one one two two it's just two two yeah 22 Oh, sorry. I'm literally brain dead right now. I've done so much Excel this week, which is saying much, and my brain is fried. You're like, it's two, two, two to do. <laughs> like, I was thinking 2022, and then I was like, wait, what? I don't know. But so what does that mean to you? Um, Nothing really. I just like, <laughs> I like that. I mean, it, it's apparently a great day for manifesting. So like, you should journal today if you can. Um. I don't know. I mean, you did so you did send me something interesting where oh, you said yeah. um I think it was October 25th through what like the 11th that if you lose someone in your life that they're not supposed to be in your life anymore. And mm-hmm. I am not someone who subscribes to all this stuff, but lately I well I downloaded passages, time passages which is like astrology app and it described my personality and I literally like cried so I was like I've never felt more understood so I guess part of me is leaning into more of this stuff it's comforting Um, at the end of the day whether it's real or not yeah and I think I mean that's the same with like religion right it's just like yeah exactly finding ways doesn't harm like religion actively harms other people or like ousts other people whereas astrology isn't very discriminatory I don't know, but I mean, as people, we could probably find a way. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. But can you, yeah, like, what? so do you have that up of, of what it said? Oh, um, what exactly I sent you? Yeah, oh, I mean, you don't have to read the whole thing. Oh, yeah, this girl posted on her story, um, this girl, Sierra, and I, I just saw it today. I was like, the, pe- the, the people you lose from October 25th to November 8th are meant to be out of your life. They cannot come with you in your next chapter. And let me tell you, this next chapter is going to be a- amazing. For reference, this is because of eclipse energy, which you ha- we had a lunar or a solar eclipse on Tuesday. And apparently it was very intense. I definitely felt crazy leading up to Tuesday, which what? tends to happen during a full moon. And if if you're into all of this stuff, it's because like we're basic terms seventy. What are we seventy percent water or something? So I feel like I always get very emotional during these events, like full moon. So it says it quite this eclipse energy quite literally removes everything that stops you from being great. Allow this to happen. And I know that I've definitely lost people recently out of my life, but I didn't really think of it as a loss. I thought of it as more like moving forward towards like higher relationships. Like, I don't know. I think sometimes and it's okay to like outgrow people. I don't think that there's 
Because if you keep atta- keep yourself attached to people that also are not like promoting growth within yourself, I just don't think that's very fulfilling. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm someone who's like very protective of myself. And I think sometimes because I do think I'm a nice person, I don't want to just get rid of things that have meaning or you know someone who's been close to you for a long time um but at the same time if they're not making you feel good it's like why why have that in your life you like you wouldn't tolerate it in a relationship I mean people tolerate it and I mean it's like I have what am I saying (laughs) (laughs) I have too but 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 you wouldn't want to be tolerated you wouldn't want to yeah, and it, I think attachment keeps people, whether it's in a relationship or friendship, whatever type of relationship it is, romantic or platonic, attachment keeps people stuck. And sometimes that, like, it it takes a lot of courage to be like, yeah, you know, I've outgrown this, or I'm I've moved past this, or I I just think we've grown apart. Yeah, and I think there's also another element of like. Your friends should be your biggest supporters. They should challenge you when needed. But if if you have someone in your life who goes out of their way to be not kind towards you and who doesn't think highly of you, it's like, why do you need that energy in your life? You know? Um, I think yeah. that's just something we should all remember. Um, and it's it's no, like... It's not to say like we're any better than anybody else, but it's just like if, if that's a recurring thing, maybe it's you and that person together. Like you just don't match. And it is, I do think it is when there is, when there are times of conflict, it's up to you to decide like, oh, do I want to work through this with the person? And then it's up to them to be like, like if you bring up conflict and you want to resolve it or at least explain your side of things and be open to the, them explaining their side of things it takes two like it takes mutual effort unless that's going to be reciprocated it's not worth your time yeah sometimes you don't even need to have that conversation right because we all have boundaries and it's like if you learn something that is your boundary and you don't care to like sometimes there's no like point in being to uh, trying to work through something because it's like you know what you, you broke a trust and I I, I can't really move forward yeah. with that and I don't Most care. Those values are broken. It's really hard to even try to mend them. Yeah, like trust. Uh, yeah, but this okay. There's this TikTok. Do you know who Taylor Page is? She's an actress. Um, she was just in that Kendrick Lamar um, music oh, video where she like she raps live. Like they do like one take. And the video of her rapping live. She's so fucking talented. But she was in the Savage Fenty show. And I think everyone should hear this. Let's see if we can hear it. Wait. Wait, one second. Um, keep talking, Julia. No, it's fine. We can edit this out. <laughs> I don't know what else to say other than real, recognize real. Wait, wait, I'm playing it. Ready? Okay. Can you hear it? You really had me out here thinking I was mid. Like I wasn't that gas. Like I wasn't that fire. Like I wasn't that bah. Are you crazy? <laughs> well, let me reintroduce myself. 
that bitch you used to fuck with, she don't live here no more. Ass fat, titties right, let's see tight, pockets heavy. My face card don't fucking decline. But somehow, somehow I let you take me out of my bag. But guess what? It's back. She's fucking back. This is what the fuck you wanted. Dun, da, da, da. That bitch activated. I'm a motherfucking savage. Stupid ass. That <laughs> like, oh was so good. My favorite line is like the bitch you used to fuck with. She doesn't live here anymore. Um, I think it's just an energy we all need to carry, whether like in romantic or platonic relationships. Like, don't ever lie to anyone. Ever think differently, you know? Because it's like if if that's how you're feeling, you, you got to move on. Um, in all sorts of relationships. Yeah. It's crazy how, and once you do, like you recognize your growth, even though it's hard. I think, mm-hmm. um, like once you you're able to to walk away from things that don't serve you anymore, things, people, whatever it may be, it's empowering, as much as it might be sad at first, you know, because yeah. you're still like letting something go. Yeah, but you need to let things go in order to move on. <laughs> Exactly. And, you know, and then it won't sting so much as when you see your ex on a dating app, you know? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I haven't been on the apps, but if I saw him at this point, like my most recent ex that really sent me through a loop. <laughs> oh, I saw this happened to me recently. And I like, oh, really? Yeah. Like the other day. Um, I, I saw like months and months and months ago when I was on them and he used like my vacation picture. <laughs> No, bro. Yeah. Now, like this, this person literally put in their, uh, on hinge. Now you can say like, like what you're looking for. first. No, like where, what, where should we go on our first getaway? And this person wrote like, uh, um, I'm like choking on uh, what can you go? Where can you go, go on your first date or what? Or it's like, they just, there's just like more options now. So you can like do, oh, like, there's more little, prompts. Yeah. Like you can do like, I think that like when I whenever a guy has a lot, like I think it's a little weird. Like you can do like a voice message, you can um have like options, like where should we go on our first date? So this <laughs> this like I was like, I never thought I'd be with someone that would do something like this, but all like so many guys are basic, like using pictures from you know trips you've gone on or whatever. But he used well, yeah, why do why does every man sorry do that. why does every man <laughs> think that it's okay? to use like a photo of like oh like i was on this trip with my ex like, <laughs> took the photo, she edited it um i look good though baddies <laughs> hit me up <laughs> so I, you know this like i like portuguese music um so and then there's this, this musician that i love who's from cape Verde, and i was always like i want to go there and i told him like we it's like we should go there on a trip Oh, I know um, where this is going. Yeah, and I would talk about it all the time. But I would also say this about like Patagonia, but mostly like, like Cape Verde is my place. You put on his fucking thing, um, where should we go? Patagonia, Cape Cape Verde, or like another place? And I was like, comment, I was like, lol, bruh. Like, do you feel like he was actually like trying to? Do you think it was too specific to where it was targeted at you? No, I just think. Or do you think that he just like, like, doesn't have an original like thought? <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe it's because I'm so fucking cool. He's like, maybe I'll attract a girl that like likes. Do 
that was about not many people know about this country it's very small um yeah my um family friend slash hairdresser growing up was her family yeah but that just it it uh took me for a loop because it's just like we give so much I think as women in heterosexual relationships we just give so much and you put your all in it and then at the end of the day they just take all your ideas and put it on a dating app and like reduce you to I don't even know where I'm going with this but it just I, I don't know it just like really pissed me off yeah how did what was like your immediate reaction I guess well you- at first I was like this bitch on a dating app yeah I, I can say this bitch this person on <laughs> a dating app but then I was like wait I've been on a dating app I've literally been on the apps for like six months because <laughs> we broke up so <laughs> the next day um, <laughs> so I can't really like say anything um no but I think it's always like it's always gonna sting a little bit um yeah I think it's it will sting until it doesn't like I'm genuinely happy for one of my ex the ex that I like moved to DC here with but that was different <laughs> like you're like yeah like thank god I mean, he, did, he did hurt me pretty bad too but I'm at I was at the point where like two years after where I was like oh like I'm I'm happy for you like and yeah and it, you need dating advice I'll, I'll yeah, give it to you I don't care like my therapist this other day I was like I was like yeah it's crazy to think that like even though I knew this person was really bad for me maybe like three months after like three months after it happened like I was like wow, like, I actually am glad that he broke up with me and left me. Like, I don't, I was like, very, like, I started to realize, like, how bad it, we, we were together and how bad of a match it was. And, but it still took me, even at six months, I remember being like, wow, like, I, I still feel like attached to him and I miss him, blah, blah, blah. I would still have those moments of, like, desperation. And then, it wasn't until like maybe eight months where I was like, wait, no. Yeah. I'm over it. I'm yeah. literally over it. And I don't, I'm happy that I had that experience because it taught me a lot about what I do deserve in life and what I like, what we both need in a partner. Yeah, just, he'll be so happy, so much happier with somebody like different than me, if that makes sense. Like yeah. it, yeah. it's not like, like as much as he made a lot of mistakes and like, we had our issues mutually like I wasn't perfect as either but as much as we like clash and everything like I I know that there's somebody out there for him that where like it will just be easier yeah and that, I mean everything is always about it being easier and like getting the your needs met and it's not even so much of like that I think it's more um when you've been really close to someone and like you lived with someone and just seeing them present themselves on an app is like strange, you know, like it's just, yeah. it's always, it's sort of because you know, the uncanny because you know, everything about a real person behind. Yeah. So you're like, that you're presenting. Profile. Yeah. So it's just like, it's, it's, it's strange. And then also if they use your ideas and like that's also. Awful. Yeah. I remember he judged a long time ago in 2020. He judged like my profile. <laughs> you. Oh, I, I can't. You and him. He, he was like, I want to see your profile. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Um, <laughs> but anyway, 
I I find humor in everything. And like I was like laughing to my friend about it. And she was like, I had the same thing happen to me. So I think it's like a really common thing that guys yeah, do. And I, I think we need to call them out. You gotta call them out. Yeah, I made a TikTok about it. I was like, damn, like use my vacation pics. <laughs> but it was like it's like like their whole identity is like everything that you ever said like oh I like to do this like it like next is gonna be like I love going on picnics and I love flowers (laughs) (laughs) bossa nova (laughs) (laughs) no you do influence people I think any person that you date like has an influence on you but it just depends on like how much you have in common in the beginning too you know because it's easier to be like you know like if you're both into the same things to like dive deep into those interests and passions and and share that together yeah yeah but it's a fine line I feel like you know um of that and then just co-opting something um la 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 we're back Someone told me, like, in Austin, like, oh, my God, like, you look like you're a singer. And then this guy that, um, oh, my God, I guess dating. I was like, oh, that's so, like, um, oh, my God, I guess I'm dating him. I, I just, I, ugh, it makes me cringe. Um, no, it's fine. I mean, it's fun, right? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it cringe? I, I I'm not getting into this. I I I just got in a long term relationship, so the idea of like getting super close to anybody, I'm like, uh, like I'm I'm just I'm having fun, you know. Yeah, I get that, especially when you don't like actually see something serious with them, and you're like, I'm having fun, but like, oh yeah, no, yeah, but like, don't get any ideas, honey. <laughs> no, I mean that's literally. I have my I literally have like my hand out. I'm like, do not. Like I'm, I'm so I'm, unavailable. It's crazy. Yeah, I felt like that for a while, like meeting people. Yeah. Um, it was funny the other day that he came to pick me up, but I, for some reason, had never been in his car. So I didn't know what it looked like. So I was like going outside and like looking into everyone's car. And I looked in this guy's car and it was a Dodge. And he was like, What are you looking at? Cause I- <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? You were just looking at his car and he was like, what? Because I was like looking in because I didn't know what his car was. I was like looking Uh, at all the people that were like outside of my building. And it was just embarrassing because I looked crazy. (laughs) Because I was like peeking into every single car. Where are my glasses? And literally, I I do need glasses. I'm pretty nearsighted, Um, which is is fun, you know? Um, We're going to cut this part out. (laughs) (laughs) um no I remember being so defensive like or not defensive but my guard was so up when I was dating people that I knew that I didn't see anything long term with but I was also like oh my gosh my anxious attachment issues what if I get attached to this person I know that they're not right for me and they remind me of my ex and blah 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 blah. but I don't I don't I don't have that (laughs) like that was me but I was like overly like I'm I'm very cautious, but I also don't want anything serious with this person. So it's like I don't know. Oh, even if yeah. I didn't, for me, like I I knowingly didn't, but right. I was, I, but I was so scared that like, 
oh my gosh, because I usually get anxiously attached to people. Like what, what happens if I get attached to this person that I don't, I really don't even like them that much, but it, it never happened. I mean, I think I was able to understand. I was just scared to date in general because I hadn't dated a whole lot casually during my whole life. I've always been in relationships. See, I'm the queen of casual. Love it. <laughs> queen of casual. <laughs> queen of casual. And I think the secret with casual dating is like not being super available. So it doesn't ever feel like it's like becoming too much. But um, if you like a person, do you want to be more available to them? Sure. But like still like making sure that you don't ever cross the line because then it's just like, well, we should just be in a relationship. But if you don't want that, then you shouldn't be available all the time. You shouldn't be hanging out all the time. Like my priorities are literally hanging out with my friends and then everything else is like second tier. Um, Yeah. Because you don't genuinely like feel like potential with the people that you're casually dating. Um, currently no, there, I mean, there's like one person he's doing a little more like yesterday he drove like 30 minutes just to fix my bike. And then my friends came and I was like, well, bye. Um, I've definitely done that. I've literally been like, I'm going on a bike right now. And they're like, wait, can I come? And I'm like, no. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, my friends are like, is like he coming? I'm like, no. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) Yeah. Because that's your boundary. You're like, I don't want to see you seriously. So like, why would you come along? Like, why would I allow you? yeah I know I mean it was already a big step for like I was like literally like freaking out because he was fixing my bike and was taking longer than my friends showed up so they had to meet him and I was like I'm very private like very private so like especially if it's not like I know it's not gonna go anywhere um so but what were we talking about I don't know dating and stuff oh yeah I mean like oh finding someone who I think we're both like very independent people but it's nice. And that's a thing. And that's what's crazy. Like I've struggled with anxious attachment, like to, to some extent in my relationships, because I think I've always been in a relationship, but I actually am a highly independent person. Like now that I've really worked on those things in therapy, like boundaries and <laughs> shit like that, um, I find myself still maintaining like my independence, even when I'm like seeing somebody like it's, yeah. it's good. Yeah. I mean, we are, we are both very independent. I think you're like very, indep- I think there, there gets to an extent. And then there's the opposite amount of uh, end of the spectrum where you're hyper independent, where you're like, I don't need anybody to like be there for me. Like I got this myself. And that's not that usually comes from a point of trauma. Yeah. Right. And I don't allow anybody to come into your circle or get close to you. And I don't think that either of us are like, no, 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 like that. Like, but I do think you protect yourself more. Oh, yeah. And I really, I really do. I also like, I was telling my therapist, I was like, I don't do anything for like guys that I'm like casually dating. I like, they'll do cook for me, whatever. I'm like, I, yeah, that was a big thing for me. Like, I think when I, first started like dating back in 2020 after I like got out of that relationship with when I first moved to DC I would go above for some reason I was just like in, it was just ingrained in me to like 
people please. So I would literally like make people food like instantly and yeah, that's looking really back on that now, I would never do that. I would literally never do that to somebody that I just met. Like yeah. I'm like, you have to earn that. Like if you're going to be in my life, I'm not just going to like wait on your hand foot or like do things to impress you because you should be impressed by, per- by my personality at first. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah. you should be impressed by like our connection first and foremost. So it's crazy how like different, like I've had, I had to navigate how to date. I didn't even know how to I remember. I was, I remember being like, Julia, like you gotta like, just casual be casual with it uh, but yeah, now you got, yeah you got, I'd be like want to go on a hike like on a first date yeah no like you need and okay when I was first single and first moved here in May like I was doing wild stuff like I went on a date with a guy for like eight hours like that's not normal like a first date um but now we're like homies yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, but, like, it was... so I mean I'm not like the perfect person at dating by any means but I I think having boundaries up is really important especially if you're like you said aren't interested in having something long-term and being really transparent like um that person I was talking about like I we both talk about the other people that you know we're seeing or whatever like it's very open which I think is good there's no there's no hiding things and I think one thing I learned from my last relationship is just being transparent is so important like saying what you like really feel and what your intentions are like long-term you cannot be afraid to like say what your needs are and like what you want long-term like if you're just like oh everything's like chill and nice but it's like it's not it can't be that way forever like you have to have hard conversations like yeah if you don't say your needs and then they're not being met you're just gonna build up resentment and then that's kind of like self-sabotaging in a way because you're not communicating that to that person yeah they're not or like and I, I don't want to say I didn't my needs but like tiptoeing around things when you you really got to be so direct in any sort of relationship whether it's like us doing a podcast together or you know at work or like it just tiptoeing around stuff is never going to get you what you ultimately want you know yeah I agree I think um people respect you more too yeah or they you weed people out you know yeah just puts it on the table it's like are you gonna meet me where I'm at or no you know it's like am I but then it's like okay I also want to hear your perspective on things like where are you where's what's your head where's your hat at like what's what are you what are you having and where's your like story in all of this because people do go through different circumstances and that's what shapes how they act in certain circumstances too and I think you have to be like understanding to an extent of that too yeah I used to hate I used to think it was so silly when people would be I think it's also I'm older right like I used to think it was so silly when people would be like what's your like five-year plan not like career-wise but like what you went out of life but I'm like the next person I seriously date like I'm going to ask those questions like what do you want out of life you know and like could we build something together um yeah I think that's just so important yeah, there's, so there's basic. no reason to like wait too long for those big conversations you know yeah absolutely think, yeah in the past I like I like dated someone and then two years into the relationship realized that he didn't want kids <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry that's a big <laughs> I but I wait we need to we need to clip that because that is 
<laughs> that's hilarious. No, it's fine. It's fine. Honestly, he would be like, yeah. He would. He would talk even today. Because <laughs> even today, he'd be like, yeah, like. <laughs> yeah, and and, and he was- didn't want he didn't want them for a really sad reason. It wasn't like. It was. It was for a sad reason. It wasn't for like. Maybe we can cut that out, but. <laughs> but. It was for a reason where it was just like, oh, like, I wish I knew that. Like, whatever the reason was, and I wish I knew that before I invested like two years into this. And I and I wish that I asked those questions. Like, yeah, if we were already in a committed relationship for a like a year, I think I yeah. would have those. Like knowing that now, and that's all you can all you can do is. But now, like, it's it's what you learn. Like you know, yeah. some people too, like they get caught up in their past like oh I, I'm so I beat myself up because I didn't do this in my past relationship or I wish I stood up for myself whatever whatever it is you know and you can't or like I can't believe that I let somebody treat me like that and it's like you can't live with that you can only take that and put it into your next put what you learned into your next and yeah I mean and also it's just like I mean I'm 28 you're 27 this was like when I first met my ex I was 25 so it's just like you learn so much from every relationship and it it just seeing the things that you kind of like didn't ask like you said it's just opportunities for growth like I would never do that again you know like being I've learned that like I overall I need to seem to be a more intentional person and like more you know but also it comes from a point where it's like are you scared to ask those questions like because of fear that like of rejection like I always ask myself that I'm like when I'm feeling uncomfortable and like when I'm holding back from what I want to say from what I want to say I overanalyze it I'm like am I are we in the position for me to ask this question like how like I I know from my experience like that's what goes through my head and it comes from like I don't know it's comes I know where it comes from but like (laughs) it it comes probably from that fear of rejection and it's so hard to get over that I know a lot of people probably struggle with the same that same issue and that's why like they they hold back or they hold back because they're like well they want to keep the peace and like then they don't want to yeah. And I think also when you're young, you don't sometimes don't even know what you want. So then you're like, I'm good with how things are. Cause I don't, we're so young. Like what else more can I want? And then you like grow in the relationship and you're like, wait, like we're getting older. Like, you, you know, like it, it, things change. They're not always constant, you know, yeah. you, I mean, you have to grow. I get told a lot that I'm like, that I like a traditional, like future for myself. Who tells you that? Had people tell me that before. your fans your millions of fans yes my eleven seven thousand fans <laughs> um, and I've had people be like wow like you're kind of traditional and I think I'm not that traditional like but I think it's because other aspects of myself are so like kind of free-spirited and like not even free-spirited I just feel like a chaotic mess sometimes like that's why they're like oh like <sighs> That's interesting. I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I think some ways I'm so un, not traditional, but in a relationship, I think I was talking about this last night. I can be very traditional. Well, I am very traditional in a relationship. Like I'm doing most of the cooking and cleaning. I don't have a problem with that because I think that's how I show. Um, that's like my love language, but it can be 
dangerous because you can build resentment if you feel like that's not being reciprocated. Um, oh yeah. Enough, you know, but I'm, I struggle with that. I'm like, do I want, part of me is like, I would love to just like move to Europe and have a job. And another part of me is like, I'd love to have like start a family in my early thirties and have a traditional way of life. Obviously not boring, but like, Oh, I guess I'm kind of the opposite because I daydream about like raising kids in Europe all the time. Like well, I don't know I mean, well, my dream is to marry someone uh, not American. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? Do you feel like you have an infatuation with like foreign men? No, I wouldn't even say that. I just like what is it that is like the appeal of like a foreign man? Be the. the ability to live more to live more easily abroad like Andrea like her husband is Spanish or he's not Spanish but he has a Spanish citizenship because um, if they like were from the area so you're saying if they were native to the area that you would move to like it would just be easier to live there that makes sense I mean yeah like paper wise <laughs> it's so much easier yeah but it also just like I think there's something uh just sort of romantic about the idea of being like, okay, I'm going to like immerse myself in their culture and live somewhere else. Um, and it's not to say that you can't do that. Um, I'm interested in, in the next couple of years, like trying to get a job abroad, like a corporate yeah. job, but. I think you could easily. No, I mean, I'm going to start, I'll start looking, Julia. <laughs> But, but yes, it's like, I have those fantasies and then, and then everyone around us is like getting married. And it's like, it's weird when you feel like everyone is doing something and you're not, and it's not like I want to even be in that place. Cause I look at the relationships and cringe, but well, some of them, no, See, some of them, I shouldn't I was, say all of them. I was talking about this literally last night with, with someone and we were, we were talking about how, or they were saying like, oh yeah, like. But don't you see people like getting married and you're like, they're just like stuck and they think that that's like the next step because they've yeah. like them for so long. Well, I, I, feel, I feel bad for people that. I, like, I haven't seen that, but I like they were saying like, oh, yeah, like I've seen this happen with people from like college that they knew and they like it just was made the right made the most sense to just get married like it wasn't because they were madly in love and they thought like this is the one and this is the right decision for me for the rest of my life it was just like oh like we're comfortable and this is all like we know after like six years of being together yeah I mean there's so many people that are so uncomfortable being alone and I feel bad for them because I have been I mean these this year I've had moments of feeling incredibly alone and being like, what the hell am I doing? But those are the moments where you literally, I mean, it's so cliche, but you have the most growth from those moments of being like, yeah, who am I? I'm absolutely alone. But but then you're like, wait, I'm okay. I'm okay. And I've always known I'm going to be okay. And I know, and I like being alone. Like I like, like I obviously like being with friends and having um, intimacy, but like I like myself. I like hanging out with myself. Like I'm, I'm cool alone. And I, and if you don't have that, I feel. But it takes bad. it takes solid solitude to realize that like you're. I think personally for me, like it took like me being completely re- alone, going through all the fucking horrible emotions of being alone, yeah. to be like, oh wait, I'm cool. Like I can be 
I can go to museums by myself. Like I can do, I can go sit at a cafe by myself. Like I can have dinner by myself and I don't give a shit. I'm having, like, I'm enjoying life. (laughs) Like that sounds so stupid, like not stupid, but like, it sounds like so corny. So I would say most people cannot do that. Some people are very, and it, it took that uncomfortable, that those points of being very uncomfortable. Yeah. I remember being in Portugal. I'll trace this back to that trip because like I truly believe like if you travel alone, like you have a lot of those moments and you're just like, holy shit, like I'm alone. I remember going taking myself out to this like really nice restaurant and just like ordering like a ton of food and a ton of wine. <laughs> and nobody was in this village because it was the off season. And I remember walking back and nope, it was a ghost town. And I was just like, I'm full of like beautiful Atlantic seafood, beautiful wine in this beautiful place. And I'm having this time in my life like alone. See, one thing I love about you is like, I feel like you're not afraid of the dark in the sense like you're not afraid of uh, someone coming up and like snatching you. Like I have never met someone so just like, like I'm like, do you ever get afraid, Julia? No, I do. I totally do. Um, I feel more afraid in DC. When I was in Portugal, like I felt very safe. Even though I was in the middle of nowhere, there were like no lights and I had to walk. I remember that walk from, it was like Tony's like restaurant, I think it was. And I was walking back to my Airbnb and it was like pretty dark. (laughs) And I was like, if someone wants to kill me, like they can do it. (laughs) They can do it right now. (laughs) This is not my story to tell, but I do have a friend that I'm very close to in Austin who um, literally, I feel like a lot of times people like joke around about being almost kidnapped, but she was literally almost kidnapped like um, like yeah, yeah 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 the story is like horrific um yeah that's happened to some girl in tampa that i knew but really uh, it, it's crazy times and it's like there's there's more and more and more of it and i think we all need to talk about it more just hearing that story i was like my like this is an issue yeah it's been an issue i think i i do have pepper spray but I was saying the other day to someone, I forget who it was. I never actively have this is sad, but like, and I should, like, I never actively have it like in my hand. Yeah. I have it like in my purse. I'm like, oh yeah. Like someone's attacking me. Like, wait, like I actually have a police. Wait, grade. one sec. <laughs> <laughs> I, actually, I have a police grade taser, but I would like, I'm so afraid of it. I'd be like, oh my God, let me like take it out really carefully. So I don't taste myself. Well, that's the thing. You also have to think about what your, if your fight, flight, or freeze in those scenarios. I'm, I'm a runner. I'm so quick. Yeah, I've been a runner too, but I've also been a fighter. Like when I yell. Oh, I know. I, I could see that. I think we both have that. Like, like if I thought I could take, well, someone almost stole my mom's purse in um, Italy. And it was this oh. guy who was like kind of drunk. And I saw him and and I like said, I was like, mom. And then he like ran away. But then I like looked at him up and down. I was like, he's a little drug. Like if he took our purse, I think I would have gone up and sprinted and tackled him. Cause I'm like, I, I, I mean, I, you can deadlift 255. I would hope that you would punch him in the face. <laughs> I, I think I can do more, but I feel like I'm a good judge of character. Like, I don't think this guy has anything on him. I'm probably fast. I know I'm faster than him. I'm a fast runner. Um, 
but just like making those judgments. I was riding with my friend. Uh, yeah, that's true. Riding a bike. And she was like kind of annoyed because we heard gunshots and this was like people like doing practice targets. And I like, it freaked me out. And she was like, I moved my bike around so quickly up a hill. I was like gone. And she was like, you just left me. And I was like, I'm sorry. Like I am a runner. <laughs> We're getting out of like, yeah. So a similar thing happened to me in the running situation when I was working out in St. Pete, Florida, and we would do street runs with cross, you know, how you do the street runs with CrossFit and like this homeless man, like came up to me during one of the laps and he was like, he was kind of like, he was clearly on drugs because he was kind of like stumbling and he's like lurched after me. He was like, Hey, come here. And he was like, come here, bitch. And I was just like, because my adrenaline was already pumping from this run and this workout. Like, because I think it was one of those workouts where you would run and then you would go lift, like, you would go, like, clean, like, as many reps as possible. Oh, yeah, I did that in New Orleans. You would go run again and then you would do some pull-ups or some crazy shit. They're like, my adrenaline was already pumping. So I was already in, like, ready to fight somebody, like, easily. And he said that to me. He was like, come here, bitch. And I am instantly just like, he lurched like kind of like towards me. And I was like, oh, fuck no. So I just ran away and I was like, fuck you, bitch. And I ran back inside and I told my, but that was my instinct. I was just like upset. I was like, who are you? I mean, I love that you said that. I love that you have like no fear, like the old. No, but then that's the issue. Like, no, I know. I know it's the issue. I know you very was, well. Like, <laughs> I, like, I thought about it later. I was like, what if he had like a gun? Like, yeah, that well, would have what I always tell bad. you when you see. I'm like, you got to be careful who you yell at. Truly. No, I don't. They got upset, obviously, and they flipped me off. I'm like, yeah, flip me off for like harassing me at a gas station. Like, that's cool. That makes sense. I wish you had like a water gun where you could just like squirt them. But I guess that's not a good thing to do to like I don't know but this was such a wild episode like I didn't even I know that you wanted to talk about the election I didn't want to oh uh, well it was a good thing right like the election was like a good thing mm-hmm. right like I mean the turnout for young people yeah that, that was encouraging and it wasn't a red wave so that's that's encouraging yeah. but still some things yeah what were the things that made you like discouraged well, I knew that Beto wasn't gonna Beto wasn't gonna win but um it's annoying that we still have Abbott as a governor here it's all these little tiny tiny like towns you know it's like yeah it's like the old the old towns full of like white Christian people that's literally the only thing that they like care about in life is keeping their state red mm-hmm. and keeping well, their yeah, I mean like keeping their whiteness alive I think is like the subliminal thing yeah um but yeah that was encouraging I think next episode we'll definitely have a guest I'd love to have Catherine back on soon um yeah, she's down so we should do that yeah and then oh we also have to, we didn't talk about your art show we have to talk about that 
next time. Okay, give us a would, would, how would you grade your first art show really quickly? I didn't know what to expect at first and I didn't really come in with any expectations on the day that it happened because I was like you know what I this is my first time I'm not gonna put too much stress on this like if I tried to even imagine like what it would be like I know that that would be an expectation that it wouldn't live up to so I I know what to expect so I was just like I'm just gonna show up set up some of my pieces and set up my prints and just like see what happens and so I get there and the show didn't end up starting until like an hour because they all had like issues like one of the models didn't show up like one of the other artists didn't show up so they had to like reprogram the whole event Um, (laughs) which was fine because like I didn't have any expectations and then a bunch of my friends showed up and a few people like showed up unexpectedly which I was really surprised about I was really happy that they did that it was really cute Mm -hmm. um yeah one of your friends has like the the best style. Oh, Ramses. <laughs> yeah. I was like, damn. Yeah, he definitely has really good, he knows how to dress. And um yeah, so it was Viva Marie Emery's uh I think that's how you pronounce it. It was her fashion line, and that was the main event. And then they before the main like fashion show, they introduced me and I got to talk about how I became an artist and just what my work is about and what it means to me, blah, blah, blah. Um, it was very like on the spot, you know, just yeah. casual. And then I sold a few prints and there was an open bar and a DJ. So it was kind of like a party atmosphere on this rooftop. It was cool. Everybody was dressed up because I didn't realize like when you go to a fashion show, like, <laughs> you need to dress up I mean, like I thought I would just wear a sweatshirt and I just like put two and two together like oh I'm no I saw it. I grew up it was good I saw it you looked good but I wasn't like thinking like high-end like fashion like if I would have known like that was the vibe probably you would have brought out your Prada you know but also I thought I was being true to myself I'm like yeah this is like I mean, you're funny. an artist you can do whatever that's kind of like how I thought I was like you know like I'm literally wearing like right now this I got this today, this shirt today at work for free. Lead a clean life. And it's like, it looks like um that book. Yeah, it looks like a, a kid's like book. But yeah. it's cute. It's, and I love the color. It's like nice and bright and bold and happy. But um yeah, it was good. I don't I don't know like if I'll do like shows on the regular. I don't like I'd rather just be in the background like selling prints somewhere but it is a good way to like get out there and be exposed to like other creatives it was it was very uh inspiring there was this is why you need to come to Austin and like bring your art because there's so many shows and stuff I'm like yeah DC's art scene is definitely here my neighbor is a really big artist in the DMV area and he invites me to a lot of like events and I went to a show recently for Halloween for him and a few of his artist friends so I think I'm slowly getting into it there's another girl um Sarah that is in she's at home she in Qatar right now but we're gonna do art together when she gets back in 2023 and she's more into the art scene too so it will be fun like I'm really excited how this 
is unfolding, but it's also just like, it's what you put in. Like, do I want to make art today? Do I, do, do I want to set the time aside to put pen to paper or brush to paper and just do it? Like you have to be intentional because I think you should do some, um, some, some with your butt, like, just like put some paint and sit on it. (laughs) That's so cliche though. I don't like that. I would, I would take pictures of myself like, I know that's what I was getting at. I mean, because you like on a Polaroid and then like paint something like that. I actually have a painting that's similar to that um, that I made in like 2018, and it's like me in like my favorite like strappy underwear. Well, I know, but it's, but it's like Julia loves to send me her nudes, so I know that she. <laughs> but I tomorrow I'm actually painting. I'm setting aside time because yesterday I was supposed to, and I was way too tired from work. So like tomorrow I'm going to work out. I'm going to go to F45 with my friend Salma. And then I'm doing art. Like I've realized like it does take discipline even to do something that you love. And that's what it's going to take. There is in the making one tea shop that might actually display some of my prints. Um, I had an interview with them last week and that was really cool that they even considered me because they're like a really artsy tea shop in Alexandria. It's like a, but I don't want to like, we'll see what happens. Like it will be cool. There, But then there's, there's stuff that I'll have to do in order to like display my art there, like get better packaging and like market myself more. So I'm learning as I go kind of just how it, it works but yeah overall that, this is how julia's learning how to live differently and she just gave some great advice so <laughs> yeah <laughs> tune in for our next episode which will be more regular um yeah let's get a cavern back yeah <laughs> i like her yeah we'll be every other week so stay tuned love ya Thanks for listening and supporting. Follow us on Instagram at Living But Differently. And then we are also on any major podcast platform, not just Spotify and Apple. So even if your friends have a stupid Android, they can probably find an app to listen to us. (laughs) Couldn't have said it better. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye.